WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Well, we have some breaking news. I thought Arkham was going to do this. My mistake. Uh, Devin McCourty is retired. Devin McCourty calling it a career. He gave his brother Jason McCourty the scoop earlier today. He announced on Instagram as well with a link that may or may not be working. But Devin McCourty announces retirement, uh, saying, I'm officially retiring from the NFL. So, again, breaking news at this hour here on WEEI. That link looks broken to me. Devin McCourty, not there. Yeah, the link, I, I tried to click on the link. It's not there. But now, Reese, Schefter, a whole bunch of people are uh, are reporting what apparently it said in there or what Jason McCourty is saying elsewhere. The New England Patriots have also announced it. Thank you and congratulations, Devin McCourty, the ultimate leader. They just tweeted that out. So, look, the guy had a great career. Great career. Do you think they had the graphic ready to go for him, like you know, like yes. Betty White? <laughs> yeah, obviously. No, I mean they they did. This clearly, seems like Look, they were ready to go. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that they just spruced that up? Well, maybe they had something, and they just you know. Of course, they had it ready. Thank you on it. They had it ready to go. Yeah. He gave. A, he just is announcing it now, but everybody knew. Yeah, I was wrong about this. I thought when Slater was coming back, McCourty would come back as well. And he had a great career, like Patriots Hall of Famer, not an NFL Hall of Famer or anything like that, but a Patriots Hall of Famer. Two-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champ, leader on a bunch of important teams. So, great player, great career. Great Patriots player, great career. I'm happy he's done. I'm happy that we're not going through this again, and I wish wish Slater did the same thing. That's my personal wish for next year's team. Love Devin McCourty, great player, didn't need him back next year. That's how I feel about it, and I said that before I knew if he was retiring or not. Yeah, I think that also it's not going to make a huge impact on the field. I'm sorry to say. Like, no disrespect to him. He's, ooh, a legend, everything, Patriot, great. Like, totally agree. Wonderful guy, always to cover. Very uh, active in the community. Gives a ton back outside of football. So, eager to see what he does on that front. I'm sure he'll be joining some media with oh, yeah. NFL Network or whatever they're calling themselves these days with his brother. Or anybody else, maybe CBS. But... Safety is a position that they're pretty strong at on this roster out of everything. I, I, I don't, I mean, Arkan, do you think it will have any kind of really strong effect on the field? I think I even without him, they could be one of the deepest safety rooms in the league, honestly. Yeah. I mean, even with him, they were, but uh, even without him, I th- that doesn't mean I necessarily think like they're not going to miss him or that he still didn't bring a lot to the table in terms of that entire defense because you look at that defense and. I, I guess Matthew Judon sort of, you know, becoming this now, maybe a little bit more just in the in the way that he plays. But it's not a defense that you sort of look at and think, oh, yeah, that guy's, that guy's the one who's in charge. That guy's calling all the plays. That guy, you know, like Juwan Bentley, I think, was the one with the dot. But, like, right. you know, do you feel great with the defense in his hands now? Like, that's sort of how I feel. Yeah. With McCourty leaving, now the defense is in someone else's hands. So, look, I, I want to turn over the leadership group. It's a big reason why I want McCourty out. And I do think his play has, has slipped. Like, I, I, I'm not saying, like, great he retired but I don't I don't need him back on the team next year and again you guys can weigh in Devin McCourty out as a Patriot uh calling it a career calling it a retirement uh 14 years is that what the number was 14 years for Devin McCourty uh 617-779-7937 pretty wild career for him again you can weigh in there but when it comes to the safety position you just brought this up Mego how how big of a priority is it for the Pats 
Curran did his positional overview the other day, and I was surprised when he wrote this. What did he write? Maybe he had some good intel what he write? on what was going on with Devin McCourty. He said off-season priority, scale one to five. The safety position, he gave it a four. He said re-signing Peppers and laying a foundation to keep Duggar seems like priorities in the short term, while drafting the position should be a priority as well. So it's low on your guys' uh, radar. It's still low on mine. I've said if they don't spend a dime on defense, I don't care. This offseason, I want to upgrade the offense. I want to upgrade things, including a quarterback, but around the quarterback if Mac is back. Like, all of that should be on the table. So I don't need to spend a dime on defense. Safety would be low on my Adrian personal Phillips priority list. There too on they the have, chart. well, I wonder. I mean, is, is there potential of Adrian Phillips, who was hurt last year, being a cap casualty or something like that? Like, I He's wonder. He's on an extremely team-friendly deal, it's I what believe. I, it's what I thought. But, again, if Bill doesn't feel like he was on the field enough last year or something like that, it wouldn't be the first time he's gone to guys and asked him to take a haircut or take away uh, or convert some guarantees into uh, whatever or convert uh, some money into per-game bonuses or things like this. I wonder. Uh, his cap hit is low, though, $4 million. So I don't think it's a big need. Tom Curran seems to think it's a big need, and I would, I would reject that. I reject really investing much in the defense. I like they're turning over the leadership there, and maybe Duggar can be more of a leader on that side of the ball. Or maybe Judon, as Arkan said, can be more of a leader on that side of the ball because not everybody looks at it and says, McCourty's been here forever, so we're just going to fall in line behind him. I think they have good leadership on that side of the ball. I wonder about some of the explosive talent at corner. If I was going to look for anything on that side of the ball, I think that, of course, the most expensive position on defense is one of the areas that I would look at in the draft or elsewhere. Hall of Fame, Devin McCourty? Patriots no. Hall of Fame. Patriots Hall of Fame. How about the regular Hall of no, Fame? No, I already said yeah. no to this. I said that's one of the first things I said. No. Three-time All-Pro. He's not going to the Arkin. He's not and going to the Hall of Fame. Three Super Bowl champions. I'm just saying. I mean, those are... those are. I, how many safeties are in the Hall of Fame Is right he now? an All-Pro? I, I don't, don't see him as an All-Pro ever. He was second-team All-Pro three times. Oh, second-team All-Pro. Oh, sorry. Me. So he wasn't... Well, that's not an All-Pro. Sure he wasn't it is. An all-pro. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Second-team no, All-Pro is still All-Pro. The all No, it's not. I think second-team might mean you got votes. Like, I, I, I don't... Second-team is not an All-Pro. Uh, he's been he's a two-time Pro Bowler. He's not a Hall of Fame. He had a great career, a great Patriots career. Let's not do this Julian Edelman thing where now we have him in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. He is not an NFL Hall of Famer. No. How many times have we talked about how many Patriots should go into the Hall of Fame? No on McCourty. No. Okay. Are you? I didn't say yes. I was just asking. Okay. Were you yes? No. Okay. Good. Patriots Hall of Famer for sure. He is a definite Patriots Hall of Famer. Do you think this says anything about Bill trying to get a hold back on his team or his locker room or anything like that? Like, does this say anything about Bill Belichick that he's losing a Bill guy? Like, McCourty's a Bill guy. McCourty's a Bill guy. Slater's a Bill guy. I wonder more about, I guess, not even just the relationship between the locker room and Bill, which I agree will suffer, I think, without McCourty. McCourty is definitely like a good ambassador, a diplomat between those two sides. If you see them at odds at each other, like it seemed like at some points, especially in the second half of last season. It sounds soft and kind of dummy, but it's just like so much of the old Patriots locker rooms, the championship locker rooms are gone. I mean, it's pretty much what? Now it's Slater, it's Andrews. Who else is there holdover from Super Bowl teams? Uh, Let's see. Was Van 
I mean, not no. Van Noy. Sorry. No Van Noy. Uh, why, why am I blanking? Who's the D lineman? Lawrence Guy was on yeah. some of those teams. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think off the top of my it's head. It's just, you know. You said Slayer. I guess he's back. Because I don't sit here and I don't, like, believe in the Patriot way as some kind of, like, Harris. the Holy Spirit that takes over the Patriots yep. locker room and all of a sudden you're a champion. Uh, and I think Devin McCourty was a big proponent of that. That the times that he talked to the media was like, there's a lot of guys in here who talk about Patriot stuff and they haven't won anything. And he was never shy about saying that. And I, I wonder how much of the locker room loses that kind of edge attitude. So how, how big of a loss is Devin McCourty? None of us seem to think it's a big loss and safety doesn't seem like much of a priority. How big of a loss is he? I think it's a loss more in the kind of locker room intangibles leadership. Sure. How much of a priority is he? Uh, or is safety, rather, for the team this offseason? 617-779-7937. We do think wide receiver is a priority, right? Yes. We Definitely. do? I, I, uh, I've seen a lot of interesting wide receiver names out there that I think are worth ticking through here. So let's tick through a couple of names at the wide receiver spot, if we can. Uh, would you be in or out, Mego, on Adam Thielen, who is released by the Minnesota Vikings? In or out on Thielen? You know what? Initially, I was in when this news broke. I was like, ooh, Adam Thielen. And then I was just looking over some of his. I was grinding tape, yeah, you know, nice. as we do. <laughs> nice. I was grinding some YouTube. And I was uh, looking over some of his numbers and what he's at right now. And I, I think I'm out. I think I'm out on Thielen, which surprises myself. But he's the last two seasons, he's averaged just over 700 yard receiving yards. And I know Justin Jefferson was there last year. That's obviously who uh, Kirk Cousins is going to go to. And you can even say, well, maybe some of that is more of a Kirk Cousins problem than an Adam Thielen problem. But he's also what? He's 33 now. Yeah. I, it's just there's too much working against him, I think, for me to jump in on that. Arkan, in or out? I'm in on him, but I don't think that uh, it's realistic to think that he would come to New England. I I don't I know. I see him going to like the Chiefs. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think he's probably going to want to go to a winning team, but like I, I'd be okay with the signing. I don't think he has a lot left. And, yeah. I, and, and I read this. He had 25 red zone targets last year. That was second in the NFL, and he only had six touchdowns. That, to me, is scary. He had 25 red zone targets? Adam yeah. Thielen, wow. I, were one of his touchdowns against the Pats? I think they. I think it was. I believe so, yeah. So, like, I, I'd be out on Adam Thielen. Like, I'm not going to kick and scream if they bring him in, but they can do better. That's not enough of an upgrade at the wide receiver spot. How about Odell Beckham? They were at his workout today. I haven't heard anything about how that workout went. They were at his workout today. They're one of the teams there. In or out on Odell Beckham? Big out. Big, Big out. out. Yeah, too much Too much injury concern recently. Um, I'm not in on that at all. Arkan? Yeah, the flame's kind of gone out for me with him, too. Two years ago at the trade deadline, I was 100% in. Now he's been hurt. He's getting kicked off flights. I'm also out on Odell Beckham. Uh, so you don't, you don't like him because he doesn't respect the rules of the sky? Uh, somewhat, yes. Sky rules. They didn't even get off the tarmac. We've talked a lot about Hopkins. <laughs> doesn't respect tarmac rules either. <laughs> so let's skip Hopkins for a moment. Braxton Berrios, yes or no? He was a former Patriot. No. No? <laughs> Sorry. No, I know. I threw this name out here just because I thought it was a good talking point. Um, ex, uh, nearly Patriots player, now ex Jet. Uh, he just, everybody wants to anoint him as like the next slot receiver. And you already have, I think, an all pro caliber punt returner, kickoff returner, and Marcus Jones. So I'm not sure that he's proven that he can do anything that's going to be an immediate injection at a 27-year-old. All of a sudden, he's going to be the slot receiver. We went through this with Gunner. Like, there's a reason that these oh, guys be- aren't slot receivers. He's better than Gunner. But, so I, I would I would actually be in on Berrios, Arquette. I'm yeah. assuming he's not going to cost much. Because it's such a low price tag. Yeah. I'd, I'd be in on him if they needed a returner, but I don't think they do. So I'm yeah. not sure. And they definitely don't. I'd, I mean, I'd prefer them to go a different direction. Mego's right about that. They can aim yeah. higher, but I, I'd be fine with Berrios. How about bringing back Jacoby Myers? I know you want him, Mego. 
I do, but not at the expense of another name on this list. Arkand? I'd rather have him than Barrios, but I'm out on Myers, too. So, I don't really want... I don't want Myers back at 15-16, and I don't think that's going to happen. I I mean, I don't think he comes back to the Patriots on that price tag, but if it's Myers at 12, if it's Myers at 12.5, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't really want Myers back. I don't really at want... At all? What if you get Myers back for 10? Sure, cheap, fine. Like something that is such I'd a probably, crazy rate. I'd probably want him cheaper than that. Like, I don't really want Jacoby Myers back. I don't really want Jonathan Jones back. And I, I wonder if fans care. Do you care? Like, are you... I know Arkham wanted him on the franchise tag. Do you? Those are their two big free agents. Those are like their two big ticket guys out there. Do you want them? Do you care if they lose them? Because they could be losing them by Monday. We could be back on the air by Monday when free agency, the legal tampering period opens... They could both be gone. Do you care? Jacoby Myers is just a good, steady Eddie to have in your offensive system. And I know that's not what any of us want. Like, we are craving the elite talent. We're craving the explosiveness at wide receiver. But I still think he's a good piece to have. 617-779-7937. Do you care about losing either of those two free agents? Are those guys the Patriots have to keep? And unfortunately, they won't be keeping Devin McCourty. I'm okay with it. He's called it a career after 13 years in the NFL. Won't be returning. Patriots Hall of Famer, not an NFL Hall of Famer. How big of a loss is that for the Patriots? We'll get to that on the phones as well at 617-779-7937 right after trending with Arkan. Now back to Jones and Mego. I don't know how else to talk about it because I'm sick. On WEEI. They already saw you say you will never look good in another uniform. So will you continue to look good in a New England Patriots uniform? I think that is a fact. I will always only look good in a patch uniform, um, but I will no longer look good in a patch uniform going forward. Uh, I'm officially uh, retiring from the NFL. It has been a great ride. I got the opportunity to talk to Mr. Kraft, to talk to Bill, um, a lot of the guys on the defensive staff. Unbelievable ride, man. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's always tough to kind of come to the end. As you know, this whole offseason has been so much back and forth uh, for me mentally, probably not even sharing as much of the thoughts um, that I was just going between from one day to the next day. Um, but ultimately, I think this is the best decision for me, my family, for my career um, is to be able to now look back at my 13 years and just enjoy it, man. I, I got to say that to Bill. Um, of now I get the chance to reminisce and look back and not have to focus on how can I be better next year. Devin McCourty announcing to his brother, Jason McCourty, that his career is over. Won't be back with the Patriots. This one I believe. This isn't like Tom Brady, where I don't believe it. Uh, this one I do believe, and we were talking about it Earlier this hour on Jones and Mego with Arcan. If you miss any part of the show or have it delivered to your phone daily, subscribe to Jones and Mego with Arcan, our podcast on the Odyssey app, or wherever you find your podcasts. All of us agree he's not a big loss on the field, right? We don't think he's a big loss on the field for this team. No, and no disrespect, but they're deep at that position. He's lost a step. So I don't have it very urgent, very high on my radar to go out and get a safety. But perhaps you disagree. Again, Tom Curran called it a four out of five in terms of need, which means it's high on the priority list in his mind to replace Devin McCourty, who is a great Patriot, a Patriot Hall of Famer, not a pro football Hall of Famer, uh, but a guy who does belong in the team's Hall of Fame, a leader on three championship teams, made a couple of Pro Bowls, some second team All Pros in there as well, which I don't count. Uh, But if you want to, you can. Uh, I don't. I don't want the leadership group back. And so they brought back Slater. They moved on from McCourty. I'll take it. 
I'll take that. And I do think he took a step back on the field last year. 617-779-7937. He dropped a couple would have been picks, as I recall. Last season? Mm-hmm. They hit him right in the yeah, face, was, chest, hands. Yeah, it was, was, that was tough. Not, not to... Not to, you know... No, but just as evidence... Poo-poo him on no, his no, no, retirement no, But day. as evidence that maybe his play had I'm slipped. those jumped out to me. What was that jump ball that he just dropped and, like, laid on the turf after he dropped it? What game was <laughs> oh, that? Because uh, uh, I do remember that now that you bring it up. I had forgotten about that. He did have four picks last year. It's not like he didn't, but yeah. No. Could have uh, had more. But, like, to me, I... Could have led the league, maybe. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Mego. Don't be afraid to go there. He, he wasn't himself last year, which is probably why he's retiring. He probably agrees with you. So, I, I don't think it's a huge loss off the field. I want to turn it over off the field. I don't think it's a big loss on the field. Which game was it? Uh, I believe it was against the Jets in November. So he's dropping Zach Wilson pop fly. Oh, maybe uh, maybe at that point it wasn't Zach Wilson anymore. No, you saw Zach Wilson the second time. Didn't yeah, but you? did he? Uh, did they hurt Mike White? Is that why? I can't remember. Yeah, I, can't. I think they had to roll back to Zach Wilson. That sounds like them. Six one seven 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 nine. I remember because we did uh, Mount Ooh, Douchemore. That was a bad one. It was a bad one. Uh, Mount Douchemore. What was that? Yeah. Uh, well, because. Zach Wilson was the Such biggest a douche. douche. Got it. And he's going to be replaced by maybe a bigger douche in Aaron Rodgers. Here he is, the biggest douche of the universe. Uh, so we also played uh, a little bit of a, a wide receiver roulette. We went through all the different names. Braxton we didn't Durios. go through all of them. Well, I, I didn't want to rehash Hopkins, but you because, want, you're want well, you in on Hopkins. Yeah, I think if it can't, I just wanted to clarify that if it came down to between Jacoby Myers and, and DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going with D-Hop. I was hot take, Mago. Well, I, well I, I don't want people to think I'm just some kind of Jacoby Myers bobo sitting over here who's like, you got to bring back Jacoby I was, no matter where. I was initially encouraged by the uh, the Hopkins information that was coming out. Like, oh, he may, and he said this, um, maybe to McAfee. You know, he's like, oh, well, you know, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily need to change my deal and all this stuff, but it's come out that he probably does want more money. And does that feel like a Patriots kind of player? Probably not. I would love DeAndre Hopkins on this team. I don't know if he meshes great with Mac Jones and his skill set, but whatever. If you can't play with DeAndre Hopkins, then you can't play. Would be my attitude. Uh, 617-779-7937. The only other piece that just jumped into my mind, we were talking about Jacoby Myers and Jonathan Jones. I don't care if they lose either. I don't think either are like a great player. I think they're nice players. They're not you're, must-have you're players. You're hurting Arkan's feelings. He wanted to franchise tag. Well, and you and you want Myers, so like I, I didn't I want guess, to franchise tag. No, Myers. you didn't want to franchise him. True, but you want him back. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm disagreeing with you both on this. Is it more likely? And this just jumped into my head that Jonathan Jones comes back now that McCourty's gone. And I can't remember if it was Reese or Phil Perry or somebody else or both. I can't remember who floated this idea earlier this offseason. But that Jonathan Jones could make a similar transition from corner to safety that McCourty made. He's played some safety in the past. I think he played safety in the Super Bowl against the Rams uh, when they beat Jared Goff. And Sean McVay was, uh, uh, you know, uh, fanning out to Bill Belichick before the game. Uh, I believe Jonathan Jones played some safety in that game. And maybe he could make that leap. I forget which beat writer theorized it. I want to say it was Phil Perry, but I'm not 100% Doug sure. Doug Hyde tweeted it about 10 minutes ago. Oh, he I don't did? Know if okay. So, uh, if he was re-saying well, it or what. No, maybe, yeah. maybe that's where I read it. I, yeah. I do remember reading it earlier this offseason. Does it make it more likely Jonathan Jones is back? Or do you think they're mm. independent of each other? I feel like it's independent. Okay. I, I'm sure that they have a, a couple of different plans because it's not like it would have been, like it's a huge surprise that McCourty retired. I'm yep. sure that the Patriots were scheming out all ideas because I or all scenarios because I do believe that he was going back on back and forth like he seems like 
I thought he, he was coming back. He was talking about yeah. working out and staying in shape. I thought I he was going to come back. I that this was like a decision that he made in the last couple weeks. Yeah, so shocker. I, I was wrong. I, I was dead wrong about it. I thought him and Slater were both going to be back. How do you guys feel about it? Devin McCourty calling it a career if you're just tuning in to Jones and Mego with Arcan 617-779-7937. Chuck's in South Boston. Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, uh, just a couple quick points. I'm going to ramrod into one quick thing. So so my first point is you guys all, all are talking D-hop, all these guys. The NFL is going to a, a, a different type of receiver. You want these big, lanky dudes. Uh, what, why, don't, why hasn't Belichick just taken Tyquan Thornton and been like, listen, you're a speed demon. Just run your ass off down the field, and Mac's going to whip the ball to you. Well, Not part of it, big goofballs, right? part of it might be Can because. I just make my second point before no, you hang up no, on me. No, part of it might be because Mac can't do it. <laughs> Matt or he did do it, and then Thornton dropped it. Yeah, well, or that too. <laughs> that happened a couple times. Thornton overrun his overran his routes at I, times. Like he doesn't control his speed yet. He I, is fast as hell. I don't disagree though that you know the jump ball contested catch receiver is not a good fit here, and maybe is going out of fashion in the NFL. Like I, I do agree with that. But, again, Hopkins is so good, even at his age. And even when he came back last year, he's a monster. I know he fumbled against the Patriots. Everybody's like, oh, he stinks. Oh, he's soft. He came back and was a monster he last like year. He had, like, 63 receptions or he something was awesome. in seven games. He was awesome when he came back. Like also, that. is the jump ball really at Jefferson, A.J. Brown? Like, are these know, guys but, out? Like, well, I don't but, think so. But both those guys create tons of separation. They do, but they're jump ball threats. I mean, you can throw it up to those guys. No, you they do you, it all the time. You can. I just think they're, they're more, I think there's more to their skill set than that. I don't know that there's more to the skill set with Hopkins these days you know so that that would be my fear but maybe I'm wrong he wanted to weigh in on the McCourty retirement uh which uh, maybe was his second point but I just I don't think that safety is anywhere near top priority right now I still have wide receiver at the top of the list but Mego you uh you listen to Phil Perry's uh Patriots talk podcast and he revisited something that Mike Lombardi told him at the Super Bowl about the school of thought on approach at wide receiver for the Patriots, which, again, I would have at the top of the list. I think Mike Lombardi would make a case for something else like offensive line. Maybe others out there would make a case for safety with the retirement of Devin McCourty. Here's Mike Lombardi to Phil Perry at the Super You mentioned the offensive line and how that needs to be better this coming year for the Patriots. I'm curious, though, as they go and build their team for 2023 and beyond, should it be offensive line that's the priority? Or I'm looking at the Eagles this year. And what a drastic difference A.J. Brown made. And it was a huge investment. But could you see Bill making that kind of move to elevate the offense to where it needs to be to to be content? I I come from the school of, this is from Bill Walsh, the last position you fix on your team is the wide receiver. That's Walsh belief. And he was an offensive coach. If you don't fix that line, they're not counting the five Mississippi. So it's going to be hard for you to throw the football. And I think with the receivers they have, whether it's Thornton develops a step in the second year, whether it's whether it's Parker comes back and plays and stays healthy or or uh, Kendrick Bourne or whomever or the tight ends. They, I mean, they've got skill players. They just didn't protect well enough to get the ball to them. That was a big sound effect there. So you, <laughs> like, you, you, you wanted to respond to Mike Lombardi's stance on that? Um, I did not like that. <laughs> like, invoking Bill Walsh, and this is Lombardi, so I wonder how much of this relates directly back to Bill Belichick. And sure it does. Phil Perry asked him about the Patriots' needs, and if he was Bill Belichick, where would he look? Invoking Bill Walsh, all due respect, he was an offensive coach before I was born. Like, we talk about Bill hasn't evolved, as you said, uh, the scouting that we heard yesterday hasn't evolved uh, from 
the way that he thinks about quarterbacks since yep. the the mid nineties. Bill Belichick, you're talking about, not yeah. Bill Walsh. Yes, we're talking about Bill Walsh in the eighties Niners. Like, yeah, okay, I'm sure that, like, we're talking about pre-Jerry Rice era wide receivers. Yeah. It's a different position now. Yes. Like, I it's just a much can't more take, important that, position I in can't today's take NFL. that quote seriously. Yeah. I, look, I uh, I completely disagree with it. I'd rather have a receiver than an offensive lineman. I don't know how you feel, Arkham, I, but I, I, I certainly want, would, too. Yeah, I, I want to improve the offensive line. Don't get me wrong. Like, they need a right tackle. I've said that that is a primary I think area it's easy. of need. I think offensive line is way easier to fix than wide receiver. But way, a billion times to easier. to neglect the wide receiver position like that and say that that's the last thing that you need to add on offense, that's the last thing? They've been doing it for 20 years. I mean, with with the exception of trading for uh, Brandon Cooks and Wes Welker. I know that. I'm just saying it's a it's an institutional philosophy at this point. They never chase the hot wide receiver in free agency, ever. They made a trade here and there. Once in a while, they traded for Cooks, they traded for Welker. They got Moss for a fourth-round pick. Most of the time, it was guys like Brandon LaFell and people like that that they'd go and pick off the scrap heap in free agency, and they got by with that because they had Tom Brady. And I agree. I mean, this is this is something that has never really been a high priority for this team. They rarely used draft yeah. picks that were first day on them, and when they did, they always bombed. It was, uh, it was always just sort of patching it together. Well, they did it for 22 years. It's why they suck at it. Yeah. It's why they suck at it. When you're constantly trying to get receivers in the third and fourth round, it's why you suck. So I would encourage them to take a receiver at 14 you know if you're not trading up for a quarterback i would encourage them to take a receiver at 14 i completely disagree with mike lombardi and it's great to say that bill walsh was like oh yeah well the last thing we're gonna fix is wide receiver he took jerry rice in the first round so it's like i you know it's like oh you took jerry rice in the first round and i know they had won a super bowl before they got rice they might have won two before they got jerry rice i'd have to go back and double check uh did they win two before 85 i think they did is when jerry rice's career starts but it's like... Yeah, 81 and 84. So yeah. it's like, okay, so they won two Super Bowls before that. They won two more after... Three more after that, uh, if you count the Steve Young Super Bowl in 94. It didn't have anything to do with Jerry Rice, though. But it's like, what, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean? You took a receiver in the first round, and he's the greatest receiver of all time. But so I just... I, I hate that answer as well. And fine, Bill Walsh felt that way in the 80s. Let's say that's even true. And let's say Bill Walsh was right in 1983. This is Bill Walsh. Let's even say he was right then. Would he be right today? Like, that's that to me is the important question. All these other teams are doing it, and they're at least getting close to the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl in terms of with their young quarterbacks. Like, look at what Cincinnati's doing. They have a, they added a stud receiver, and their offensive line has been shaky still. And Burrow makes it deep. Yes. Two years. No, it's, I mean, look, I, I, I absolutely want them to do that. Draft. Free agency, trade, and there really aren't a lot of options in free agency. Jacoby Myers is arguably the best one. If it's not him, it might be Odell Beckham. So the free agent receivers are trash. The they year are. after he dra- that Walsh drafted Jerry Rice, he drafted... Um, not John uh, Taylor. I just yeah, it was John, John Taylor in 1986. Yeah, but in, not in the first round. In the third round, but yes. I guess the point is, after you draft those two guys, you don't have to do anything at wide receiver uh, for a, a few years. Point. It's a good point. It is. <laughs> you got John- Jerry Rice. Now, now it's last. We don't need receivers we, 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 we doesn't. I, I'm not sure he totally held to that, although you could argue to Lombardi's point, they had already won two Super Bowls, so they felt like it was the last thing to fix. I don't care. That was 1985. It's a different NFL now. I don't care. How, I honestly don't care how Bill Walsh felt about it. It was an era. I don't of- care. It's not relevant, and it makes it. I'm afraid of exactly what you said, Mego, which is has Bill Belichick evolved at all from that? Like in 1991, what Bill Walsh thought was very relevant. Now, eh. I think it's kind of overrated. It was an era of football, also in in the 80s and the 90s, where you were allowed to 
kill, almost killed the quarterback. Yep. After you know the pass rush was gone, so of course you needed a staunch offensive line if you wanted to protect your QB, uh, you know, the franchise of, of your your team. Now it's so different now. No, a hundred percent. And you again in 1991 when Bill was coaching the Browns, and this is after Bill Walsh's time. But you know when he's coaching the Browns, he had just come from the Giants where they won with Jeff Hostetler. So like a lot's changed at quarterback. I agree. a lot's changed in the league since those days. But keep doing it, uh, uh, Mike Lombardi. Maybe that's why you're not in the league anymore because you're still doing that. Uh, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937. Texts like this annoy me. Jones, you're a jackass. Show a bit of respect for Devin and his fabulous career. I sent that one. <laughs> I just, I said he's a Patriot Hall of Famer. I called him a great Patriot. Like, what? Like why Why is that I'm trashing his career now? Like, that. I, I said he's not a Pro Football Hall of Famer. That is dumb. He's not going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Sorry to burst your bubble if that's not positive enough. And I don't want him back. I do think his play slipped. But he had a great career. He's a Patriots Hall of Famer. That, that's not nice enough for people? Like, that's annoying. It's pretty disrespectful. I just, that's annoying. It's like, I, it's why I don't want to say nice things. That makes me not want to say nice things ever. I do say something nice and people go, oh, you ripped him. I didn't rip him. I mean, I ripped how he played last year and I ripped his leadership and I think that's overrated. But he's a Patriots Hall of Famer and an all-time great Patriot. Definitely. Just because you said he didn't, he wasn't going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Is how that dare why? You? How dare you? I think that's what it is. Some people are jumping down your throat about that. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. But like that, that to me is frustrating. That to me is annoying. It's like, are you, are you actually listening? Are you actually listening? Because it sounds to me like you're not. Uh, again, 617-779-7937. The, the McCourty piece and the defensive piece. Arkan, I think you're higher on needing upgrades on defense than I am. I want upgrade at corner. That's why I was in on Jonathan Jones. That's why I even suggested franchising him. I think that's something well, they not really a, need help at. He's not an upgrade, in fairness. He's just running back what you have. Sure, I know. But I think that if you lose him, then all of a sudden it's Jack Jones who's suspended. It's Marcus Jones who's more of a returner. I don't know how good of a of a uh, corner he is. And Jalen Mills, and I'm sorry. I just think that that's going up against those quarterbacks and those a- AFC teams, you're going to get killed. Uh, fair point. This actually, this actually, I meant to mention this. While we're talking quarterbacks in the division, Tua's option was picked up in Miami. Yes. Do we think that precludes them from bringing in Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady? The Dolphins freed up a ton of cap space earlier today. Yeah. They they restructured Taron Armstead, offensive lineman. They restructured uh, Tyreek Hill. So they freed up like about... And Bradley Chubb, too. I didn't even see that one. So more space than I realized. $45 million just about. Okay. So they freed up a crap ton of money. So... I wondered earlier today, are they making a run at Lamar? Are they making a run at Tom Brady? Does picking up Tua's fifth-year option, which is for 2024, not for this year, does that change that calculus at all? Do we think they're out of the quarterback sweepstakes? I think it precludes them from the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. It seems like they're at least for now going to stick with Tua and give him like another make-or-break year, hoping that he stays healthy through it. Um, when it comes to Brady, I think any, anything goes. Like, in the Lamar situation, uh, preps to them for not coming out and saying we are another team right. uh, who is not in right. on Lamar and We're his, another team that hates his Lamar. desire for guaranteed money. How dare he get injured because they have a quarterback who is often injured. Yep. Uh, so, but, like, with the Brady stuff, that's so much more of a wild card to me that I wouldn't I just, say that it precludes them from that. I just don't think picking up his option in 2024 precludes them from a quarterback this year. They could pick up his option, and if he can't play this year, and he needs to get, he needs a year to get healthy, they could eventually trade him. Like I, I don't get why that gets them out of a quarterback this year at all. Because it'll guarantee him like twenty five million dollars. I know, but twenty five million dollars for a quarterback isn't a lot of money. It's like twenty three point two, by the way. 
but that's okay. not a lot of money these days. No, it's not. Like it's just not. So I, I, if he's done, you're not going to owe him that money. Like if he can't play again, but committing that money to him and his stat, I just think that's a that's a strange move for Miami. To it do. is. I, it's strange. But what are they freeing up all that cap space for? Mm. I'm not ruling out a quarterback run still. It's his option in 2024, not this year. And what what else? I'm, I mean, I'm sure that there's other needs, but what else? What big swing are they taking? I don't know. I mean, something on defense. Their, their, def- their defense was horrible last year, their so maybe something on defense. Good. Did you say, do you see something, Arkan? I said, ooh, they're they're, oh, say, they're freeing up money for big Tua extension. Yeah, maybe. This is the time you can get him. He's damaged goods. You can get him on a cheaper contract. What do you need $45 million for? My guess is a quarterback, but I don't know. Uh, Luke is in the car. Go ahead, Luke. Hey, yeah, I I want to know what you. Oh, hold on, I think I'm on speaker. I just wanted to know what you guys think. Uh, Devin McCourty ranks amongst all safeties all time. You know, is he top ten, top fifteen? Just love to get your guys' opinions on it. Thanks. I mean, without looking it up, I would say no. He's not top ten. He's not top fifteen of safeties. But I I, I would have to do a much deeper dive on that. I'm looking right now. Thirty fourth. He's, he's the greatest Patriot safety of he's all time. He's no. He's no Ronnie Lott. Uh. Is he the greatest Patriots? No. Malloy? Har- Harrison. Harrison? I mean, Har- Rodney wasn't here for a long time, but Rodney's the best Patriots safety of all time, I okay. would think. Feels like between 20 and 30, right? I would just say my instinct would be definitely not top 10. If you want to talk top 15, maybe, but I, I, I don't know. My real answer is I don't know. And he's not the greatest in Patriots history. He might, he might be third. I, I'd, put him over, I'd put him over Malloy, I think. Somebody yeah. wanna, does an old-timer want to call him with Tim Fox? Uh, Tyler is in <laughs> Salem. Go ahead, Tyler. Hey, guys, thanks again for having me on the show. Um, my question is, you know, do you guys think Bill will, um, you know how they upgraded, you know, basically McCourty back from a uh, corner to uh, the safety? Do you yep. think Bill will do the same? We'll do the same with somebody, maybe? So we mentioned this earlier. I think Jonathan Jones is a candidate. And maybe there is a correlation between McCourty walking out the door and keeping Jonathan Jones. They you don't guys, have enough corners. Yeah, to I mean, that's their area of need. Yeah. Well, if you're looking to upgrade corner... In- uh, the corners that they do have are more, they play more slot corner. So there's, you know, I don't think that, that, that they're trying to move people away from there. But if they could get an outside corner, like it's more in the opposite direction. Yeah, I just, I don't, uh, I don't really care all that much about their defense. They need to fix the offense. Last year, we looked at their personnel on defense and we said, how are they going to play defense? And their defense was fine. I'm not too worried about the personnel on defense. 617-779-7937. More of your phone calls there. And we have our triple play next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best. It's time for the triple play, and it's Friday, so that means it's fill in the blank Friday, so let's fill in our first blank. Number one. All right, here we go. The reason why the Bruins power play sucks so bad, and it does suck so bad, is blank. Jones? Well, it's not David Pasternak. I think that's uh, plenty fair to say. I think lately, part of the problem is they're tinkering with things. And I would say last night, putting Dmitry Orlov on the top power play unit is going to create some issues. They're not the Rangers, who we saw over the weekend, with all the massive issues that they had. But... I do think sometimes they've been tinkering a little bit too much with it. Maybe they're pressing a little too much. They have plenty of talent. So I don't really have a great answer for you. I I would put it mostly on Montgomery and the way they're messing around with things because clearly they think they need to mess around with it if they're plugging Orloff in there. So I I guess at the end of the day, I put it mostly on Montgomery. They've been super productive all year long. They've been, uh, they certainly have the talent with David Pasternak. Bergeron scores all the time from the bumper position. Marshan's great. 
Like that, that to me would be the issue. We're already tinkering with things, and maybe the players are pressing because of it. Yeah, I've seen uh, lately that Montgomery was uncharacteristically critical, he was. saying that it was kind of slow. Uh, the puck movement was kind of slow, a little flat. Orlov is supposed to fix some of that. He certainly didn't do it last night, so we'll see. But I'll just take the coach's words: slow and flat. I uh, was excited to see Orlov, the point man on the on the power play, and I don't think they got a shot off on his first power play. No, I well, don't think they had one shot on goal. Well, and I, we don't need to play it, but I heard Marshan after the game last night just say, you know, we haven't had any practice time. It's like you're we're, yeah. we're sixty three games in. I mean, I I know you haven't played with Orlov yet, but like we're a long ways in. It's not like you overhauled it's not the like entire thing. Orlov is like a rookie. He's thirty one. Yeah, Orlov. It took no time to work him in. At even strength, like yeah. he's been totally he's got fine. nine points in four games. Right. He's doing be, fine. <laughs> right, it should be easier with one less defender on the ice. Like I don't totally buy that. So I, no, I, I think maybe I, my guess is they're pressing. My guess is you know Montgomery is searching, and that's a bit of a red flag. I'd rather have them be good at five on five. I think that tends to portend success in the postseason. So I'd rather have them be good five on five. But I want the power play working on top of that too. You remember in twenty eleven. Not a good power play team. Nope. That playoff run, they were weak on the power play. Totally true. Won the cup, didn't matter. All right, let's fill in our second blank. Number two. All right, Jason Tatum slipping on the Kia MVP ladder over at NBA.com. So Jason Tatum will finish the year ranked blank in MVP voting. Mego. I think he's going to finish third. He's fourth right now according to the ladder. Um, I think it goes Jokic, uh, Embiid, and Giannis in the top three ahead of him. I'm predicting that Tatum will be third. Giannis is on the best team in the East right now. Um, the East is better than the West. I think Jokic is probably going to win again. But this six-game stretch, which is looking pretty friendly to the Celtics, even though it's on the road, I think that's going to bolster Tatum's stats. And he's also created some pretty big moments earlier in the season when he was playing better. Uh, these big stage moments that I think voters are going to remember. Uh, key matchups against other uh, contenders for the MVP or previous stars like Ja Morant before all his off-court issues. So he has these big stage moments. I think it's going to keep him higher than he is right now, but I don't think he's winning it. I, I think he could win it. I think he probably should win it. And I'm not saying based on where we sit today, he should win it. I'm saying talent-wise, based on the team he's in, like all of those factors look like an MVP to me. Do you think he'll finish first? Well, that's what I'm telling you. He should. So uh, they're only a half game behind Jokic in the Nuggets. I do think there's going to be voter fatigue with Jokic. I do. No, no one is going to want to be like, oh, he's won three in a row. People, people do this all the time with like Kirk's going to lose his mind. Well, the unanimous. Well, that's true I knew, too. I knew you were going to go there. I'm not going there. No, I knew Arkan. But it's was. like, who, who's the last guy who won three in a row? Was it Bird? I should know this off Bird, the top of yeah. my head. It was Bird. Yep. So like, people are going to say, was well, he? Is he Larry Bird? And of course what? he's not. Of course he's not Larry Bird. How it's, dare you? It's the same idea with the 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 idea with the Baseball Hall of Fame. We can't make guys unanimous forever. They've finally gotten over that. But that's how this voting body thinks. Do I want to be the voter who gives a guy three straight MVPs? Now what? Jordan never won three straight MVPs, and freaking Jokic is going to win three in a row? No. Guys don't want to do that. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Celtics have the best record at the end of the year. If they have the best record at the end of the year and Tatum's their best player, that's a recipe to be the MVP. I think Tatum should win it. Number one, that's where I'd have him finishing. I think that it's going to be tough to get to Giannis's numbers for him. I mean, Giannis is averaging 31-12, uh, so, and they is right now the better team, too. So I think that's going to be a tough thing to overcome, even if they do pass know, but in again, the standings. But like, those numbers are just eye-popping. But again, right now, they're only a half game behind the Nuggets. They're only two and a half behind the Bucks. Right. So I, I don't think that's much ground to make up. Can we just put this on the record that yes. you're a Tatum Bobo, Tatum. and you think Tatum should be MVP, and I'm saying that I think he should come in third? Mark Tate. Uh, March 10th, Jason Tatum will win the MVP. Good. 
And Mego, where will he finish? Third. Greeny just passed out. Perfect. No, I, I, I actually think you know what. With uh, here's a here's a little free advice for you. You know, if you're out there uh, in the gambling world today, I actually think Tatum's odds have lengthened out enough where he's interesting as an MVP candidate. And mobile sports betting is here in Massachusetts. Before you place that bet, make sure you check out BetQL. It's your one-stop shop for sports betting with insights designed to help you beat the books. Don't just listen to me. Text BET to 37937 for a link to a special page for Massachusetts sports bettors. That's BET to 37937. Message and data rates may apply. I, I really do think there's a buying opportunity with Tatum. All right, let's go to our third fill-in-the-blank. Number three. We got the Oscars coming up on Sunday. Snuck up on me. I don't know about you guys. So I'm going to ask you the best picture of 2023 was blank, and I have a list of all the movies if you'd yeah, like to hear them. I'm going to need it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is the betting favorite. My, then sister, you have... my sister won't stop talking. My sister uh, recommended this movie. My sister won't stop telling me about this movie. I haven't I haven't seen it. Okay. But this I, don't, kid... I don't like the title. i got to be honest. Isn't it it's... supposed to be kind of like psychedelic? I don't know. It's the kid from Indiana Jones, right? Which what? kid from Indiana Jones? Harrison Ford? No, there was the kid was in Indiana Jones, and then he like wasn't in anything, and now he's in this movie. I think the kid, I the think... Asian kid from Indiana Jones. Yes, really? Yes, I love that kid. I think I believe I have that. I believe I have that right. That that, uh, that was Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, right? That sounds right. Yeah, I'm not. That's great the one with, my, with the kid in it. Yeah, uh, for despite sure. my last name, I'm not great with my Indiana Jones knowledge, but I believe. Okay. He was in... Anyway, what else? Uh, there's the Banshees of. Insurin. 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 You've seen this, right? Love that movie. Yeah, DJ DJ talks his really, talks my face. What's it about? Movie. Just quickly, what's it about? It's about Colin Farrell. Okay. Uh, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, which sounds like a war movie of read, some kind. I read that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Haven't seen it. The Fablemans. Haven't seen it. A wow. movie called Tar. <laughs> Definitely haven't seen it. Uh, Elvis with Austin Butler. Haven't ugh. seen it. Only know that because he hosted SNL. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Double ugh. Have not seen it, but like the first one. Triangle of Sadness, which is a good name for this show, by the way. <laughs> and uh, I, li- I like the next one as the name for this women show. Women Talking <laughs> is Mego's dream, well, no, dream it's not, show. It's not the name of the show. That's the name of the 445 segment, That's true. obviously. All right, which one of those is going to be best picture of Mego? 2023? Or do you have an off-the-board uh, pick you want to make? Are you asking me what the what yes. I think the best picture was yes. or what's going to win? Um, what do you think is going to win? I think Everything Everywhere All, all at Once is going to win. And but what do you think was the best? Well, I only saw two of these. I only saw Top Gun and Banshees, but I freaking love Banshees. Like, that's one of the best movies I've seen in years. Deeply sad, deeply funny, really good. Highly recommend it, unless you're a dumb-dumb, and then you'll hate it. I'm going with Top Gun Maverick. Did you see it? No, I, I didn't see one movie on this list, no. Top Gun Maverick got a lot of great feedback. I'm People going, really enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. Going with Top Gun Maverick. What I understand. I didn't I think, see it either. I think it's the only movie anybody in my whole household has seen. Cat liked it, so I'm I'm going with Top Gun Maverick. Um, I wanted to see Avatar too, but I heard that the blue chick's not as sexy in this one, so that that was really sort of a downer for me. I was like, well, what's the point? <laughs> you know, if I'm not going to have weird thoughts about the blue girl. Then why right. am I watching? Right, right, right. Uh, I'm so, there you go. so disinterested in the Avatar movies. <laughs> Maybe the, it's because the blue chick doesn't appeal to me. But the first I, one was good. I have no interest in seeing either. First one was good. Haven't seen any of those movies. There's they your tri- unsexified her like the green M M&M and M man. <laughs> There's your triple play. We do it each and every day. Woke Avatar at this time, three forty-five on Jones and Mega with Arkham. We'll get to your phone call six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll get back to the Bruins as well. Coming up next.